thing about basketball is there's the good and there's the bad. The bad is Steven Adams went down three to five weeks. Desmond Bain's been out. But the good, the good, Joe, Danny Green is set to make his Grizzlies debut. We're going to talk about it right here and right now on Locked on Grizzlies. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. going on everyone welcome back to locked on grizzlies co-host the michael cole here beat writer for the commercial appeal here in memphis tennessee joined by the one and only uh you may know him as joe mullinax i know him as the grill master (laughs) with some of the things he's been cooking up on twitter lately we'll talk about a little bit later but but joe you uh i tell you what you know how to keep the people engaged i have been doing this for a long time to michael and I am very good at being myself. That's the best part about all of this is that this isn't a bit like I'm not like Skip Bayless. That's just doing this. Uh, I am genuinely me. And there's a lot we're, of people we're, we're that not, we're not forcing no. him to be this guy. No, I am. I am just that guy. And <laughs> the crazy thing is to Michael, people keep asking me to give my opinions on things. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's been over a decade now that I've been, uh, a part of a staff or doing something involving the Memphis Grizzlies. They keep bringing me back, even after all these hot takes. Yeah, they, they keep bringing you back, Joe, because you're, you're, you're cooking, man. And, and when you're right, you 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 let them know. You let them know because when you're wrong, they let you know. But <laughs> That's exactly what, right. That being said, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On. Make sure you go and make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started make sure you continue to tune in to locked on grizzlies and as i like to say we're everywhere just like the air that many of you breathe uh google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you like to listen you can go find locked on grizzlies i hope you find locked on grizzlies somewhere today and you're tuning in to me and joe right now because some interesting things are happening around this team as i said earlier yeah steven adams is out yeah that hurts it hurts bad Desmond Baines missed the last couple of games, and he's close to returning, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. But we want to focus on a guy we haven't had much time to talk about on Locked On Grizzlies, quite frankly, because he hasn't played in a Grizzlies uniform in his entire mm-hmm. 13-year NBA career. Danny Green is set to make his Grizzlies yeah. debut. Uh, Joe, how you feeling about this? One? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I, I know you've got lots going up. Today over the commercial appeal about Danny Green's debut, uh, my sub stack written in the dark. I have an article asking about what to do with Danny Green. Um, I'm excited to see him actually play because yeah. I yeah. think over these next eight days heading into the trade deadline, you know, it's going to be a small sample size. Again, I, I would imagine he'll play Wednesday and then not Thursday. Uh, so maybe you only get a few games in to see what he can physically do before you have to make a trade decision. But at least you can see if he can still physically move in a in the similar capacity to yeah. what he did with the 76ers. People forget. I know you don't, Michael, because you have a connection with the 76ers. Danny Green did some good things for them 
He started 12 playoff games for the 76ers last season before he tore up his knee. And he oh, shot 41% from three in the playoffs. Guy. Big game guy. He has a title pedigree. He's won three championships, I believe. He is the same age as me. So whenever people talk about him being old, it kind of cuts me to the core. Now we're both 35. I'm a little older than him. I turned 36 before he does. Um, but I, I, I really am excited to see what he can do because in theory, DeMichael, three-point shooting and defense off the bench, that's kind of what that unit needs outside of just a microwave score like we've talked about before. And in the absence of that, Maybe Danny Green makes a trade not necessary because he gives a little pop to that reserve unit. You hear that locked on viewers? Do not call Danny Green old. It uh, will hurt my feelings. You, you will hurt Joe Mullinak's feeling. But and and, no, and, and and I don't love you. I love you as my lure, as our listener and our viewer. I love DeMichael as my co-host. He made fun of me for being bald yesterday, which I am not going to be able to let go of anytime soon. So he can make those jokes, but you cannot. I'm okay with being hurt by DeMichael, but not by you, dear listener, dear viewer. With that being said, uh, adding an old guy like Danny Green to <laughs> such a young roster, <laughs> Danny Green, uh, the 13-year NBA vet, you know, you mentioned it earlier, but I've kind of, you know, went out of my way and, and did a thing to just talk to people who've covered this guy over the years. And you go check out the full story, you know, commercialpill.com, where, you know, we got a lot of intel from people who covered him in L.A., people who covered him in Philly, People covered him in Toronto. But the thing that I learned is uh, they all talked about the locker room stuff, right? And it's kind of what we've seen. It's been the only thing we've had been able to see so far. And I think that's something to point out because from the physical standpoint, it doesn't matter what he brings there. This is the one thing you kind of bank on him, you know, being on the court. Uh, the locker room perspective is where he will help. You know, uh, I think back to that Golden State game where I talked about how stunned the locker room was. Danny Green's been in a lot of playoff series he's won. He's been in a lot of playoff series he's lost. And you mentioned the Sixers series. Uh, in the two years with the 76ers, he was hurt both times they lost. And just it was one thing. Again, talking to people there, uh, there is some thought that, at least, and it, not against the Heat probably, but against uh, when they lost to, I believe it was the Sixers. Mm -hmm. uh, when they lost to the Sixers, there was thought that if he didn't get hurt, they win that series. So he's important. He's that important. I had people tell me that he was the leader on that team. Joel Embiid, a lot of big personalities, Tobias Harris, etc. Danny Green was the leader. And just two years on the team. Uh, with the Grizzlies, we see it right now, the impact he's having, right? It's like the complete opposite of the Andre Iguodala experience. Mm -hmm. That's the, the best way to sum it up, Joe, right? Andre Iguodala says, oh, I don't want to be in Memphis, right? Uh, I'm, you know. Uh, that's not exactly what he said, but that was the energy. It's what his actions said. Yeah, that's what his actions said. Whereas Danny Green has basically said, please don't trade me, Memphis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to be here. So <laughs> with that being said, it's a complete different energy. And the players respect him. I can't say that enough. Uh, they, you know, they refer to his championships when you mention, you know, his criticism and the things he say. They say, man, look, he's a three-time champion. And, and they really respect Danny Green. Uh, he's a, just a very well-spoken guy. You know, he wants to get in the broadcast business later. So he keeps he keeps things, you know, kind of one of those guys where he's very even keeled, you know, where after a big loss, you can talk to him. He'll keep things in perspective after a big win, same thing. But I think it's a big on-court perspective too. Uh, the three-point shooting, again, what I gathered talking to people about his defense 
Joe, is the team defense. It's mm-hmm. been more than the one-on-one thing. Uh, people have talked about how he kind of has lost a step a little bit, you know, in recent years. And I'm sure an ACL injury is not going to help, you know, with that. But overall, it seems like people are still confident in his ability as a team defender. Uh, we we know about him as like this chase down blocks guy. Uh, I think John Morant might might have a run for his money with Danny Green on the court. But overall, the three and D aspect, you you can't have enough of those guys. Uh, he'll add that off the bench. We'll see what his role is like, how much he grows, how much minutes you know he plays within that role, and just the impact that he can have. But Joe, I think you know this is a big addition, and it's kind of a pre-trade deadline acquisition. We'll see how it works out. We will see how it works out. The thing I'm most excited for with Danny Green is if he comes along and if he's able to be what he was in Philadelphia, a 40% three-point shooter, a guy that can play solid defense as a team defender, he played about 25 or 26 minutes a game for the 76ers. And again, that was before a very serious knee injury. I think it was uh, multiple ligaments that he tore in the knee, Mm -hmm. so not just the ACL. It's something to keep an eye on in terms of his lateral movement, his health, the way that he's able to to overcome these things. The nice thing about the playoffs is there are no back-to-backs. So once you get to that point, you can count on having Danny Green. I, I would imagine they'll be pretty cautious with him the rest of the season. I am excited to see if he can be a player for this team because, again, if you have Danny Green and he stays on the roster and you go into the playoffs with an eight-man rotation of the starting five plus Tyus Jones, Danny Green, and Brandon Clark, you don't need Zaire Williams, per se, mm. to be a guy that plays 20-plus minutes in the Western Conference Finals. You don't need Santi Aldama if he's not yeah. ready to be that guy. It yeah. gives them a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more leniency in terms of they can be a contending team and not have to depend on those young guys so much. I think that they're being overextended, especially Zaire. You and I have talked about that. And I, I think that a position – of Dan, a player of Danny Green's caliber being added to the team, if he can still go and do what he did in Philly, again, he did that as a starter in the postseason last year. If he does it as a reserve in you know, 18 to 20 minutes a night, that's extremely valuable for these Grizzlies. So welcome back, Danny Green, to the NBA floor. Welcome to Memphis, your first official game. Going to be a lot of fun to watch you play. Somebody else that's a lot of fun to watch play is somebody that is being trashed on Twitter, and I had enough of it. Ooh. I had enough of it yesterday. Go get him, Joe. Go get him. So I think it's important that I address this, not quite in the same ranty way as before, but I'm still going to be upset at our next segment. But before I get upset, I do want to talk about the wonderful new sponsorship we have with FanDuel. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting pan- partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. That is right. It is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet, up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. I am a big fan of the Chiefs in this situation. Lots of conversation about the Eagles being a bit overrated, the easiest path to the Super Bowl ever. I think the Chiefs might be the play here, and you can do that safely over at the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Secure, super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. It's a lot of fun, highly enjoyable, and it's a great experience. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet 
on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. When we come back, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant, and DeMichael will cut me (laughs) off about Dylan Brooks. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. This is Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax, co-host, joined by my wonderful co-host, Michael Cole, of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. He will be there in person for the Blazers game tonight. Very exciting times. But before we get to that, before we talk about the Blazers and Dame time and all those things, all right? Here's the deal, all right? We did a trade deadline episode yesterday, and we had some good feedback on it. Our comments were pretty popping compared to other episodes. So thanks to everybody that's interacting in the comments. Please keep doing that. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's great to get check those things out. Even if you talk badly about me, lots of people love to Michael and don't like me as much. And I support <laughs> that completely. Um, I hope you continue to do so. I saw there, and I saw even more of it on Twitter, a growing disdain for one Dylan Brooks. And one of the great ironies of all of this to Michael, and I know you know this, you're in the locker room, you're around these guys pretty consistently. (laughs) A lot of folks in the fan base, a lot of folks, not necessarily in media, but people that follow the team, cover the team, they talk about the Grizzlies chemistry and how important that chemistry is, how vital that chemistry is to the success of this overachieving team. They are still very much overachieving compared to what their age and experience is. I think we all can agree on that. Yeah. And yet... The person who is most responsible, in my opinion, for that chemistry, Dylan Brooks, is the one that gets thrown up to the trade conversations. On our episode yesterday, Michael, we talked about guys that you could get without trading Dylan Brooks, right? Like Alex Caruso, um, Josh Richardson, Alec Burks. Those are all names that you throw John Conchar, Jake LaRavia at a second-round pick, and you're in the ballpark. Maybe you need a little something else to get over the finish line, but that's the general gist. And again, it's end of the rotation, guys, to try to strengthen your rotation. We talked about OG and Anobi. That's where you disrupt things a little bit more. To see folks talk about how important chemistry is and then throw aside what Dylan Brooks does for this team, his shooting is struggling right now. He's on the worst 15-game stretch of his entire career, I believe, if I looked at the numbers correctly. He is not shooting the ball well but Dylan is going to unapologetically be himself and nothing has changed about this man from the time he was a rookie and he was asked to be one of the best players on the team as a second round draft pick on a bad basketball team to now he has done everything they have asked him to do in terms of being present and active and aggressive. He is one of the best defenders in the NBA. I don't think it's that crazy to Michael to say, if I want to make a trade, I'm going to try to not trade a guy who is a a winner every single season. He has made the Memphis Grizzlies better when he is on the floor. There's not a single season where the Grizzlies are worse because Dylan Brooks played in terms of points and net rating. So I really struggled to Michael with the disdain for Dylan Brooks. I get being frustrated about his shooting, but for goodness sakes, he is – as important to the chemistry and fiber of this team as anybody. I just don't think that should be thrown away so willingly. People don't care as much about the chemistry as, as we do, Joe. Well, but uh, all I hear about is the chemistry. That's all I yeah. hear about. But but they don't they don't they don't care about it. They they care they yeah. care when it's fun. Let me rephrase. They care ooh, about the fun ooh. side. I think you got it. I think that's they it. Care about, they care they about care about 
the dancing and seeing the guys who lie together. Yes. But but very quickly it's it's trade trade Zaire after after his worst game of the season or or trade Dylan. And you know that Zaire is really close to Ja. That kind of, you know, after trading DeAnthony Melton, then trading Zaire, that will, you know, that will probably ruffle Ja a little bit. But no one thinks about that part. They, they don't think care. about the they care about chemistry. Sorry to cut you off. I just don't mm-hmm. want to forget this because I'm old, remember. They care about chemistry when it's convenient. But when mm-hmm. chemistry is most important in times of adversity, adversity doesn't build character. It reveals it. Yeah. It reveals who you are as a person. And in sports, it reveals who you are as a team. And when I'm facing adversity, having lived a life in sports, I this, want this is the like coach Dylan talking right Brooks. here. I want dudes like Dylan Brooks that I can go into a back alley with and I'm fighting for my life and I know that dude's going to do the same freaking thing. You want to talk about Memphis versus everybody? That dude is somebody that will live it. It ain't just a a T-shirt to him. It is a a philosophy. You need dudes like that on the floor, off the floor. He is somebody that in those toughest of times, you can count on him to be willing to take the shot. Is it probably going to be a fadeaway mid-range jumper? Probably. <laughs> is it the most efficient shot on the planet? No, it's not. But there were times going back to the bubble, even now, where everybody's just standing and watching Dylan. And he yeah. is the only one willing to take that shot. He's the only one willing to pull the trigger, willing to be that villain. It's like uh, a few good men. You need him on that wall. You want him on that wall to help you defend the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, it's it's a it's a tricky thing with Dylan Brooks. I I've been around a lot of players who split fan bases this way, but with Dylan, it it almost feels 50-50 sometimes, but now it's feeling more, you know, 30-70. And and the way of, you know, people have been not happy about his play. People tell me, you know, hey, his defense is great, but th- does it really negate his offensive struggles and things like that? And I've had you know, beat writers of opposing teams literally mm-hmm. tell me they believe that Dylan Brooks is is the player who will stop the Grizzlies uh, from winning an NBA title, and and these are things that I've heard. But the thing about it is, is I don't think you're far off. I've talked about it uh, for the longest in terms of uh, you you need his wing defense so much. Uh, Dylan Brooks, I talked about when he shoots fifty percent. I think the Grizzlies are 17 and one, 18 and one over the last two seasons. And it's not just 18 and one. I think last I checked, like it was 16 and one, and it was like 15 of the games were blowouts. Right. Like when he shoots 50%, it's curtains for anyone. And not just that, even in the one loss, it was the it was the earlier this season, the Utah Jazz game. The Jazz mm-hmm. made 19 threes and they lost by one point, and John Morant didn't play. That's what it took for the only loss uh, when Dylan Brooks has shot over a 50% in a game. But with all that being said, uh, if I wanted to play devil's advocate a little bit here, I would say that it's it's getting to a point where I'm starting to feel like, you know, in those late game situations, teams are going to feel like he's a player that they can pick on a little bit. I, I the, the Warriors game, that was the first time personally I have seen a guy – willingly just leave Dylan Brooks. I saw some of our, our uh, commenters on YouTube noticed it as well. Uh, leave Dylan Brooks and go at Ja for a double team, and Ja made the right play, and Dylan Brooks had a wide-open three last couple minutes of the game. That's something I think you can expect to see more 
Now, the situation here is, you know, you got a guy like Danny Green back, and I know I mentioned it to you. You're like, eh, like Danny Green isn't better than, you know, Dylan Brooks all around, I would say at this point. But Danny Green is a player we talked about who's made some big shots in his career. Sure. From a spacing perspective, sometimes let's say Dylan having a bad shooting night, and if, you know, Danny Green's holding his own on defense against a Kawhi or a PG or something like that. It's just, let's let's ride it out with Danny Green if we don't trust, you know, dealing in those last minute or two. But overall, uh, I think his impact can't be denied. If you don't, if you don't believe me, go look at the two games against the two. I mean, look at him against the Thunder. I don't think it's two games; it's been three. But watch him guard Shea Gilgis. Uh, watch him guard Zion Williamson to two of his worst performances of the season. Uh, the proofs in the pudding on what he can do defensively. It's all about the offensive impact. And I think he's starting to understand his role a little bit more. And now I think, again, Danny Green, Isaiah Williams, possibly rounds into form even more. You have options uh, to kind of finish games with if you're not confident in Dylan Brooks. Right now the team is. But just to touch on what you said most importantly uh, about the locker room aspect, uh, this team calls him the heart and soul. That's all I have to say. They call him the heart and soul, Joe. You call someone but, the heart and soul. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to a team that involves chemistry. It only matters, like you said, when they're doing the gritty, right? When they're doing the gritty, when they're doing the dance. Everybody's having fun. That's when chemistry matters. No. Chemistry matters when times are tough. That is when chemistry matters most. And Dylan Brooks is the guy willing to help in the toughest of times. You need that guy on your roster. And I think that we are undervaluing that. Hopefully he starts turning around that cold shooting spell tonight against the Portland Trailblazers, which we'll talk about next here on Locked On Grizzlies. But First, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Built Bar. I don't know if you know this oh. or not, Michael, but mm. you got to try Built Bar if you're trying to find a delicious treat that doesn't have all the fat and calories. We just got through the holidays. I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier. I just signed up for a 10K recently. Uh -oh. I'm going to try uh -oh. to, I'm going to run a little bit. I think I'm going to give Built a shot as a snack as opposed to, you know, a cookie or something like that. Because with Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious that you won't even think that they're good for you. What makes them so good? Well, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they also come in amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it at Built, but it tastes like a candy bar, and it's healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't have to wait around to get a box now. You can order your Built bars at Built.com, of course, still, but you can now get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, Get yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or the coconut puffs. Or if you're close enough to a Sam's Club, you can go and get a 13-bar box with flavors that are hits like brownie batter and churro. You can thank DeMichael and I later. Go check out Built Bar. We're talking Grizzlies Blazers next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mullinex, joined by my co-host, DeMichael Cole of the Memphis, or excuse me, the Commercial Appeal, located in Memphis. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer, of course, is DeMichael. And DeMichael, you're back to work after a couple days off tonight, checking out the Grizzlies. An early tip, I believe. I believe this yeah. is a, which which I love as an you, East Coast you, you love, yeah. I am very excited about this early tip. I'm, I'm guessing Memphians probably are less excited about it. Um, but I, I believe that's partially because they have the national game on Thursday, and they want to have a start earlier than the national start yeah, or something. Yeah, like it's that. it's an NBA rule, uh, the right. twenty the twenty four hour rule. If you have a back to back, like if you play a game the first night at seven, mm -hmm. uh, it has to be more than twenty four hours. So the next well, game there you go at eight or something. Yep. So it is kind of inconvenient 
Um, but I love it as an East Coaster. And they are taking on a Portland Trailblazers team that has one of the hottest basketball players on the planet right now, oh. Damian Lillard. He, uh, I believe he's the reigning Western Conference player he of the is. week. Yeah. He is just cooking people left and right offensively, looking very much like the Dame of old, almost certainly going to be an all-star reserve when that team yeah. is named or when those names are named, I should say. John Morant is a, is a lock for that as well. I think most folks agree. Um, but I think Damian Lillard's probably a lock too. And as, as, as Portland goes, so goes Dame. You know, they have yeah. some other guys that can play. Uh, Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant yeah. come to mind. But this is very much Damian Lillard's team. And he, much like Dylan Brooks, as we talked about earlier on the show, obviously <laughs> Lillard is much better offensively. But the point is he doesn't shrink away from the moment. He's willing to take that shot. It just goes in a lot more often for Dame. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at some numbers here. Last 10 games, Damian Lillard, 50 points, 36 points, Woo. 40 points, 44 points, 25 ah. points, 24 points, 37 points, 60 points, 30 points, 42 points. Mm. We just talked about Dylan Brooks in the last segment. I don't think we have to verify any, any longer how much you need Dylan Brooks in this game. Right. <laughs> we don't – reading those numbers – you need you better you better be glad they got Dylan Brooks. Uh, but you know what, Joe? I'm gonna I'm gonna switch tones a little bit. You you just gave all the praise to 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 Damian Lillard. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Okay. Uh, there's another guy on that Portland team, and I think in this game, this is the first time the Grizzlies without Stephen Adams are gonna be challenged. In terms of playing those bulkier big centers who can give True. you problems. No Steven Adams against Joseph Nurchich. I think that's a big deal. And quite frankly, uh Brandon Clark is great because of his mobility, his his, his switchability. You know, you put him in pick and roll against Dame, you, sure. you feel you feel more comfortable than you would with Steven Adams in the game. But the counter is I mentioned it when Steven Adams first went down. When you play Jonas Valanciunas now, when you play Joel Embiid, when you play Jokic, when you play Nurchic, uh, when you play these big bulky centers who have really good footwork and who can just bully ball you out the way, uh, that's when you really feel Steven Adams' impact because ain't nobody in the NBA moving Steven Adams. No. But uh, there's a good chance he'll be able to move Brandon Clark. And and if, you know, maybe this is a game where, you know, Taylor Jenkins said he'll be flexible with these things. Maybe Xavier Tillman draws a start and he's still, you know, undersized to a certain degree, mm -hmm. but he's, he's he's bigger, you know, than Brandon Clark. But this is that's the perspective I want to see in this game. We've seen different ways how Stephen Adams, you know, impacts this team. I'm really interested in those like five or six center matchups. How can the Grizzlies, you know, combat that? Because. We don't see the Grizzlies at a size disadvantage. But that front court, you know, when you go 6'7", 6'11", 6'11", across the, you know, the front court, uh, that's that's great size, and especially with Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, basically being a seven-footer, Stephen Adams basically being a seven-footer. A lot of teams can't match that, uh, especially in this days where teams play small ball. But the thing is, uh, the Grizzlies in this case, if they start Brandon Clark or Xavier Tillman, Will, will be smaller at the center position. And that's not the case a lot, Joe. No, no, it's not. And I do think that'll be interesting to see 
how the Grizzlies decide to line up against Nurkic. You're exactly right. That's going to be a lot of fun to see play out. What is realistic to expect from Danny Green to bring it back full circle here? Um, Again, we don't expect him to play in the second half of the back-to-back against the Cavaliers on Thursday night, but he's making his debut tonight. Not going to be a starter, we would imagine. Uh, He will be a reserve. Is there any intel on what we we expect minutes-wise? We don't even know if he's going to be in a rotation yet. That's true, too. Taylor Jenkins has said, and we haven't mentioned it yet, but John Conchar and Desmond Bain are both questionable uh, for this game. And, you know, questionable for the most part with the Grizzlies, as we've seen so far, it's it's more likely to play than unlikely to play. But like we've also talked about in the past, or at least on yesterday's episode, I think we mentioned yeah. how because Green is playing in this game, maybe it makes sense for Bain to sit one more out and come mm-hmm. back on Thursday. We did. Yeah, we talked about that as well. And then you have John Conchar. Uh, who who is close to returning as well. But, I mean, from a competitive standpoint, they mm-hmm. might want Desmond Bain to play both of these things. You know, because he – Yeah. He, he uh, you know, you're, you're, every game matters right now. And if you don't believe me, uh, Taylor Jenkins opted to leave John Morant in for the entire second half of that. First yes. time I've seen him do that this season. John Morant played 41 desperate. minutes. They were desperate. And, and I don't think, you know, they'll lose that, that – that itch as long as these guys are healthy after that five game losing streak. So uh, if still up in the air, you know, if, if Des plays or not, and like I said, there is a chance that he doesn't. And if he doesn't play, then Danny Green automatically, you know, you would think he has a rotation spot in some type of way. But if Danny, if John Conchar is active, I don't know if we see him get Conchar's spot. I mean, you know, we've talked about if we think he should, but it, it feels like something you know, Conchar's, he's going to have to earn from him. You know, Taylor Jenkins, oh, those are Taylor God. Jenkins' words. Oh, jeez. And, and I, I know, I know, Joe, I know, but. but Did we really, did, did we, are we at this point where Danny Green has to earn minutes three from time, John Conchar? Three-time NBA champion, career 40% three-point shooter with over 1,500 and we'll Shoot the basketball. Over four attempts per game last season. Coming off of the bench. <laughs> It's a, it's oh, a, man. hey, hey, it's it's a tricky thing, and oh. and quite frankly, I do think we'll see him. You know, to be honest with yeah. you, I think, but I, I, I'm just, I want to throw that out there for the listeners. Uh, there is a chance that that you just see him in uniform, <laughs> and and who knows how the end of the game goes. You know, if they blow him out, and you know, mm. he gets to play three, four minutes or something like that. But I mean, there is a chance. I'm not saying it's it's likely, it's unlikely, or whatever, but. Uh, if everyone's healthy, which could be the case, uh, the Grizzlies will be 10 deep. And if they're 10 deep, uh, they don't like to go 11 deep. And either he's going to take someone's spot who's regularly been in a rotation or he's going to just be, you know, uh, making a seat warm. Hopefully he takes somebody's spot that doesn't shoot the basketball and is inconsistent defensively. But I, I digress. Shout out to Danny Green. Congratulations on returning tonight. Hopefully you get some minutes and hit a three or two. Uh, that would make everybody in Memphis feel better about the current state of things. Thanks for making Lockdown Grizzlies your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. To Michael, next time we're together, 
We got plenty of on-the-court stuff to discuss, obviously recapping the Blazers game on Wednesday, looking ahead to the Cavs on Thursday. Hopefully Danny Green has a good performance where Desmond Bain is at. Uh, Lots of things to cover on a Thursday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. It's a big back-to-back. We haven't talked a lot about it yet, but with these back-to-backs, it's usually better if you kind of really take care of business, keep guys around the 30-minute mark on that first Mm -hmm. week because uh, Cleveland, as we saw in that last game, looked pretty good right now. And by the way, Donovan Mitchell is back healthy. So uh, we'll we'll address that accordingly, but uh, this is a big two-game stretch here after, you know, picking up one win uh, and, you know, kind of getting back in the win column. And getting a couple of days at home, which I'm sure were very valuable to everyone, including our uh, road-weary co-host here, DeMichael Cole. So hopefully everybody's feeling up to speed and excited for some Wednesday night basketball tonight. And we'll talk more about that game and the game after it on Thursday's episode. Thank you so much for listening, watching, however you take in Locked On Grizzlies. Rate, review, subscribe, like, comment on YouTube. Anywhere you get your podcast, it's all good and all appreciated, even if you make fun of me for being old or bald like my wonderful co-host Michael Cole does. It's all in good fun, and he's also correct. That certainly helps. <laughs> um, make sure you're continuing to make us a part of your experience. We are very grateful. Again, we talked about the comments on yesterday's episode. Keep it live there. You know, We check those things out. We'll chime in every once in a while. Continue to be respectful in those comments, uh, but at the same time, you know, it's really good to see people interacting and, and talking about our show. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for listening or watching. Until next time, stay locked in, Grizzlies fans. This is Locked On Grizzlies. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next time.